because I think that's that's how I felt. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I'm spiritual. I meditate. I do yoga. I'm so calm. I accept everyone. Well, not really. That really taught me that having triggers and being irritated at people doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I'm not spiritual. I'm just, I'm just a person. That's really normal. Hustle, meditate, repeat. This is your podcast about the journey of two friends trying to balance professional success and spiritual enlightenment. Get ready to be inspired, gain practical insights, and uncover the profound connections between our inner growth and the world around us. Welcome, Hello, everyone. Um. Uh, everyone. <laughs> Just the two of us and maybe my mom, and I think yeah. Dima would listen to this. And maybe my mom, maybe too. Um... <laughs> So, good so we to don't have swear. We don't swear. Yeah, we only use Maybe. Um, nice words. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm. I'm really curious because uh, I think we never had the, the 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 chance to really have a dedicated conversation um, to your time in India, and um, even though we were connected all the time and made, made so many many uh, memos, and I'm so curious um, about this time again to to hear about it from you yeah Yeah. so i just came back from one month in india Um, yeah since when are you back like since when again so i came back on the first of may so not just almost two weeks actually time flies yeah and you Um, were in berlin and now you're in amsterdam Amsterdam. right yeah Yeah. i'm a traveler (laughs) wow (gasps) but Um, um but why did you go? Like, why did you decide to to go to India and spend a month there? Um, yeah, you know, it's very interesting because I think I only understand the reason why I went. Like after I went, and when I planned this, um, it was just this inner feeling of I want to go. I want to do it. I want to do the yoga teacher training. Last year we went to the yoga retreat together mm-hmm. that was with a week yeah. with a week of like very beautiful um experience of kind of opening up to yourself and in that in that experience i learned that a lot of people in the group have done yoga teacher training and they don't teach and i used to think that if you do yoga teacher training that's if you want to really become full-time yoga teacher this is how i thought it worked i really thought that people who teach yoga that's like their full-time job that's their mm-hmm. career you know mm-hmm. so i never even had this possibility in my head because i'm like well i have a career i'm doing my thing i don't want to quit my job i like science so meeting all these people who are yoga teachers by training but they either don't teach at all or they teach part-time kind of really opened up this possibility for me like wow that's an option Mm -hmm. and because I have been really invested into yoga for last um like a year and a half or maybe you did it even every day right 15 months yeah I've been doing it I, I done it every day since end of August to like I don't know March April I think now I've missed a few, honestly, after the yoga teacher training. I think I needed a break. <laughs> okay. I, st- I stopped counting because it wasn't so important, but it's really yeah. become an essential part of my routine. And it, it was just interesting for me to go deeper because I felt that 
yeah, I can do many asana, I can do many things with my body, but it's very interesting to know where it comes from, to learn more about the philosophy, to really adjust my postures so I'm not hurting myself. And I had this idea since autumn. This is where when I spoke to my um to my boss and I said, you know, what if I take a month off? Would that be okay? Uh, and then yeah, I was really manifesting this idea. I was thinking a lot about it uh, in December, like making plans for the new year. And then that, that that was the time when I was with my with my mom and she really supported me. She said, wow, that's such a cool idea. I love how this hobby, you know, you're really going for it and mm-hmm. um, evolving. And honestly, on the 1st of January, I woke up and the first thing I did, I booked it's, it sounds really cheesy. Like mm-hmm. I did my uh, map of dreams New and Year's the first resolution. of January, my New Year's <laughs> resolution. But honestly, it was, it was, I did that because I felt, well, there's nothing holding me back because I know I want to do it. I know yeah. I can take a month off. I yeah. have the, the resources right now to book this. So I'm just going to do it. And yeah, um, I did it. Um. Yeah, and I didn't really actually, I didn't have a idea of teaching at all. Even when I was in the training, you know, the first weeks I was saying, well, I don't really want to teach. And yeah. now here I am. I already have a few classes scheduled and wow. um, one already passed last week. It's very interesting. And so so when you booked it on the 1st of January, like was it was it that you were that you were like more seeking some spiritual experience, some spiritual growth, or was it more like, okay, I, I want to be in the, I want to do this for my body or was it both or what would you say to that? Um, I think it was both. Now I think it was both. At the time I felt like it was a hobby that I just wanted to dive deeper into. Um, yeah. I don't really know. It's hard to tell. You know, it's um, once I heard uh, someone say, like, either it was a podcast or a book, it doesn't matter. But th- th- there was a person, he was a teacher, like a spiritual teacher. And he said, if you are doing yoga right now in your life, and it be- it, it means that um, if you believe in reincarnation, it means that you have been doing a lot of work in your past lives and mm. you have been doing something very, very mm. good mm. because that's a very good karma that you came into this. And in the end, it doesn't matter why you come into yoga. You know, some people come uh, because they just see it as a physical exercise. They want to fix their back. Some people even come uh, into mindfulness, yoga, meditation with very, um, yeah, like money based reasons they want to just make money off it or um you know they see that their friends who meditate become more successful and they're like Mm -hmm. yeah i also want success and what he said is that it doesn't actually matter why you came there but if you stayed and if you really like went into the spiritual growth um you're going to change and those reasons why you arrived they probably not going to be that important for you anymore well, that's what he said anyway i mean it kind of resonates with me um yeah, yeah it resonates with me a lot too yeah i i think of this retreat now which which i planned also where our our, our like teacher yasmin was there and i had this one guy who just wanted to who, who was just curious about it and he in the end he said like oh um he never slept so well mm. so so for him like this whole whole thing was like it just like made him sleep you know because he's so busy in his life but um yeah 
yeah, I also find that pretty pretty interesting. Cool. And for me also, I think I'm quite impulsive with my decisions. You mm -hmm. know, also with that retreat, I went to the retreat because it really spoke to me. Yeah. I went to yoga teacher training because it really spoke to me as well. Like, wow, I yeah. can really, yeah. I feel like I want this. Also this particular I, training or, or just um, the training in general? So the training in general, and then I did spend uh, quite a lot of time, um, you know, searching. Mm -hmm. So I, I can recommend listening to Yasmin's podcast, actually. That's our yoga teacher. She, she made a podcast about how to choose yoga teacher training. And I listened to that and I took some ideas. And what I, what I, what I knew is that I wanted to be as authentic as possible. That was in mm -hmm. my head back then. So I was looking at different places. Like, you know, you could also do yoga teacher training in Berlin. You can do it like every one weekend a month and then it lasts like seven months or something. But uh, I'm the kind of all, uh, you know, all or nothing person. Mm -hmm. So I really did see myself being immersed into the culture, immersed into the experience for these like 28 days nonstop. Um, and then I looked at different options like Bali, Goa, Guatemala. And yeah, going to India really spoke to me the most. Um, I think just for me, because I wanted it to be, as I said, authentic and maybe even kind of hardcore in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and I read Because it comes bit, from there, right? Like yoga yeah, comes, it comes from, from yeah. there. And then also I did, I have my, I had my eyes set on a particular school in Goa because mm -hmm. I thought, you know, also having the ocean, this is going to be a vacation. That was my idea back then. And then I was going to yoga classes, actually to different studios. And just, uh, I heard a few times people speaking about Rishikesh, just random teachers I've never met, you know, said, oh, yeah, I'm going back to Rishikesh. Oh, I wish I went to Rishikesh, but it's too cold there right now. And I was like, what's, mm. what's this Rishikesh? So <laughs> I started reading about it. And that's kind of considered the, um, the place where yogis used to practice uh, thousands of years ago. This is a place where yoga is really big part of their culture and their lifestyle even now. And kind of it's, well, advertised as a very traditional, very authentic way of learning yoga. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, that it also just spoke to me like, oh yeah. And then a friend also a friend of a friend recommended this she actually went she's in uh, she's a, she's from india and she went to rishikesh and her recommendation meant a lot as well yeah so yeah then i just googled best yoga school rishikesh <laughs> <laughs> wow and then you and then you um you basically ended up flying right like in in over whole of april yeah so yeah, I booked this in January and I went in the end of March and I spent a little bit more than a month there. Yeah. And were you like, like when you were preparing and when you were like in the state of like, okay, it's coming closer and oh my God, now I'm going to go to India. Um, How did it like, how did it happen? How did it feel? And how was your arrival also in the end? I was putting this thought to the back of my mind. I, I think at one point I started getting a bit anxious because wow now yeah now i'm actually going it's so far away i've been there before uh but it was um on a work trip so it was mm -hmm. very different you know i stayed in a 
very nice hotel with mm. my colleagues and we had a conference it was very kind of like sanitized experience mm-hmm. i don't think it where was, was a, it where have you um, been? it was an indoor yeah it's, it's, it's actually the cleanest city of india it's also what they call it it's quite a <laughs> small indian scale small, okay. small i didn't scale. i didn't get like indoor i thought it was like an indoor <laughs> we were just inside the whole time okay well that was kind of the experience um yeah i was getting a bit anxious like wow now i'm really going um then i told uh we were discussing with my partner like how it is being a woman alone in india and it turned out he wasn't aware that India is quite a dangerous place for a woman. Um, he thought it was sort of like Turkey, like a bit more westernized. Mm-hmm. He was also getting anxious. Oh, and the thing actually I did, I didn't read anything about the school, except I read some reviews. I read the course, but I didn't look at pictures of accommodation. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't really research this because I didn't want to have expectations. Yeah. Did you book uh, it through through a portal or did you book it directly through with their the website through their okay. website yeah um yeah I didn't want to have too many expectations so I actually didn't research very well I think mm-hmm. in the end I was satisfied with the school um but yeah I just kind of went I didn't think about it that much. I also had a lot of work deadlines to finish mm. before I went. You know, I didn't take my laptop with me. Yeah, because I didn't read about the place so much. I was like, you know, it's close to the Himalayas. It's kind of in the mountains. I'm not going to have Wi-Fi. I'm going to completely detox. Yeah. And I did have this expectation of like not having connection to my normal life and really being offline for a month, which wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how unprepared I was. So you were unprepared for, for, um, um for, 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 yeah. Well, I wanted not to have expectations, but in the end, yeah. I, of course, I did have expectations. I had an expectation of being away in the mountains with no internet. I had an expectation yeah. of being in a very authentic place. Yeah whatever authentic meant for me. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, ascetic maybe. I had an expectation um, of it being quite physical, but not like that physical. Also, I did actually read the timetable on the website of classes, but they, but the real timetable ended up being different. Yeah. I think because, because we were doing yoga based on yoga sutra like the original scripts and there it says that you should practice yoga on sunrise and sunset and that Mm. differs throughout the year so i imagine that the timetable that was posted on the website was like from the winter where the first class starts at 6 or 6 30 a.m and it finishes at 5 p.m or something like that yeah um yeah maybe I don't know what happened. Maybe I just read it wrong. But then we arrived and we had classes from 5.30 till 7. So, so when did the... you get up? Like, when did you get up? Wow, that was actually tough. Like, I had my alarm at 5 a.m. But yeah. my neighbor was a snoozer. So she had her <laughs> alarm at 4.30 because she actually needed 30 minutes to wake up. So I was mm-hmm. wide awake at 4.30. Mm-hmm. We did negotiate this, you know, when we got closer, we did, we did negotiate. So we mm. gradually started waking up later and later and later. Also, as we got more tired. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, 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 um, 
was not prepared for the physical intensity i think yeah but if you if you again just come back to the day so you arrive there and you come from like berlin and i think you went to another city and then you came there and then how is the transition and how is like okay your thoughts and your expectations or like implicit expectations maybe how was it met or not met or what did you just like i think it would be i would be curious to yeah. see that process yeah. i arrived to delhi first and delhi is very hectic very very hectic um and then i arrived to rishikesh and i was actually very happy to be there like i went uh, i arrived in the evening the part of the town uh, called tapavan where all the most of the schools are it's kind of on top of a hill and there's no main road it was very quiet um because i didn't have the expectations of the school it was fine you know the room was small but it was it was okay it was clean enough like with the, all these physical aspects i was completely satisfied i think yeah And then you had a first um course on the evening or was it starting the next day or how was that? We had a uh, opening ceremony the next day in the morning. We had breakfast, opening ceremony. Um yeah, it was like a fire ceremony where you burn whatever impurities you have, maybe your expectations. You throw mm -hmm. like herbs into the fire and you you burn them. And then we had some free time because that was a Sunday. And then on Monday the training started, so it was nice. Like we had a day to sink in and arrive, and I walked around the um, the town. I met some people there. We went for some chai. Yeah, it was nice. Wow! And then you, and then it was like timetable, and you went into the experience. Yeah. Then it was like five uh, thirty to seven seven to eight eight to nine breakfast ten to eleven lunch then more classes from two till seven non-stop pretty much yeah i enjoyed that very very much actually there's a few things i found out about myself or remembered mm -hmm. i love the structure i really love the mm -hmm. structure i'm like this um timetable planner person i i actually did well in school i did well in uni and for me it's a way of managing my anxiety because when mm -hmm. everything is decided for you mm -hmm. you like i just have to show up and work my body or work my brain for me that's actually <laughs> the easier part you know mm -hmm. planning things out for myself and working with my anxiety that's the difficult part yeah. so i was just this kind of kid in school at least you know for the first a week maybe enjoying it because i the responsibility of my life planning was totally on someone else and i yeah. i actually love that um i don't know maybe there, there was also a bit of re-traumatization re there because <laughs> school wasn't you know i i did like the structure of school but school wasn't that great for me um so the other yeah, timetable part was not that It was not really difficult for me. It wasn't difficult to stick to it. But I, of course, being the, the, the A student that I was, went to every single class and I tried to give 100% at every single class. You know, if the, the Ashtanga teacher says, you know, really point your fingers up, really like uh, stretch your shoulders and engage your core. And I was like, yes, I'm engaging my core. Until the second he said, let go. Until yeah. the second he said, let go. 
and because I also thought, you know, I came all the way here. This is not a place to slack, but when do I ever let myself slack? And this put a lot of strain on my body. And I did see that people was missing classes or coming to a class and going to child's pose because it is tough to, although I did feel like I was physically in a good shape, it yeah. is tough to just um, have this structure where you are on the mat at 5.30 and, you know, even in between, you have to study, like, or you should, or yeah, I felt yeah. like I had to. Like study kind of like about the philosophy of yoga or the posture. But also or... the postures, because mm. the, the the stuff that you get in the lessons, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, you, yeah. you can always go deeper, you can practice. And in the first couple of weeks in lunch breaks, I did drills. You know, my chaturanga mm. wasn't that good. So I was doing drills. I was like working mm. with blocks, walking, working with straps. This wow. was my time when I could drill whatever I felt was weak for me. Like, um, yeah. And the the theory part also. Um, so it was a theoretical lessons about philosophy and anatomy, but I also felt they were exhausting because my concentration was so high and I was just really concentrating on what this teacher was saying because it was important for me to get all the information or I felt mm -hmm. like it was important for me to get all this information. Um, so it was quite tiring. Then you finish at seven, you have just enough time to eat. And then, you you know, I should go to sleep. Ideally, I should be asleep by 8.30 p.m. If, if my neighbor's alarm goes off at 4.30 just to get those eight hours. And that was very tough just even to fall asleep. I had issues falling asleep because I was, yeah. you know, too, um, after the physical practice, kind of too hyper and after the dinner. So I was building up this sleep deprivation. I think Crazy. I was sleeping six, six, five, six hours. That's not really enough for me. Um, so I was, it, it was a bit tough and I did get sick in the second week. I think mostly yeah. because, because I had this 110% mentality when I started. Yeah. yeah. And just to quickly ask, would your mom know what Ashtanga is? My mom, no. Okay. Do you want not, to? Not you? yet. Not yet. <laughs> so maybe after she listens to this, but what? So what is what is what is Ashtanga? Do you want oh, Ashtanga. <laughs> uh, this is um. Well, I want to say type, uh, but I'm not sure it's the correct word. Mm. But yes, yeah, so there are various types of yoga, and there are, as we know, you know, you know, there's like Vinyasa yoga. But mm -hmm. more traditionally, actually, Hatha yoga is a more traditional one than Ashtanga yoga, uh, Yin yoga. But there are other types as well, like, as I said, Vinyasa yoga or um, Bikram is something that's like more um, modern that people maybe have heard of, the hot yoga. So these are all the different types. And we had uh, in the, in the uh, school, we had Hatha and Ayangar also type mm -hmm. of yoga. Oh. and um ashtanga which are the more traditional ones and um so they they have different so the postures the asana in yoga are the same but the way that they're combined into sequences for example is different and ashtanga yoga follows a very like strict sequence it has ashtanga yoga sun salutation which is different from hatha yoga sun salutation it's a sequence uh And then it has also like uh, series A, which are uh, strict sequence of asana that you are supposed to do in this particular order. Like you, you cannot change the asana. 
you can mm -hmm. either modify the asana or you can remove the asana if you are if your body is not able to do it but you cannot change the sequence and in ashtanga even you know the number of breath that you are holding each asana is also set and even the the drishti which is the gazing point so mm. what are you doing with your body how many yeah. times you're breathe, breathing and where you're looking that's all in the sequence and you are to follow the sequence yeah um yeah hatha is something different something else um yeah so ashtanga was the most intense i liked it the most as well oh, yeah. so greetings to your mom um, yes now my mom knows she probably <laughs> wouldn't do it though mm -hmm. okay so um so you were sick yeah you yeah. you this was this like one of the hardest moments you would say in 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 the in the camp or so many people were sick yeah um i think there was some kind of bug going around um but i also feel like this happens every 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 batch like every month i mean you are in a different country with very different food very different water and you are uh in a very physically demanding setting right yeah. and there's the food is also very like sattvic ascetic the food was fully vegan we didn't really have ghee the butter or um yeah sometimes we had some cheese and but it was mostly like lentils and you know i really felt like i wasn't getting enough protein so in the second week me and my american uh, roommate started buying peanut butter and we were always eating our peanut butter <laughs> and, like protein bars and, um, I love yeah, it was yeah. funny. We always came to breakfast with like our little bags of seeds, nuts, peanut butter. Yeah, um also bought magnesium to drink before before sleep, try to relax the muscles. So there was not enough time for recovery for sure. And it was also very hot. Well, all these things, you know. And I think it, it the body needed time to adjust. So it could be one of the reasons why people got sick. Could be something we all ate. Could be something we all passed around to each other. But it, we had like 21 people in our group. And at one point, we had about nine who were coming into the class. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, at first, it actually really triggered me. So mm -hmm. the, the, the hardest part for me was not the physical sickness that I endured or other people endured or just being in this physically tired state, it was actually all these triggers that I had. And uh, people who were sick at first, they really triggered me because I find it hard allowing myself to be weak. Mm -hmm. So it triggered me seeing other people allowing themselves, allow the rest, allowing themselves to be weak or weaker, or I, I don't know if they would even call it that. But for me, it was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, I come to the class, like, I'm also tired, and you're not going to the class, and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and when I was sick, I did go to the class. I did not do the asana, but I felt that the knowledge we were given by the teachers was very, very, very important and amazing, really. So I wanted to write down as much as I could. Um, yeah, but, you know, I was sick for a few days. I had very high fever, but it was okay it's just yeah. what happens when you are in india also you know yeah. you shouldn't be surprised if you have stomach issues that's yeah and i think part, you, part of the deal and i think you remember me also that you were cared for pretty well right yeah that's... my my roommate she was awesome you know she was also sick she was sick huh. in the first week i was sick in the second week and we took care of each other and we are we actually bonded quite um deeply although i also had a lot of you know triggers from her yeah. 
um, but we're still in touch. Yeah, she's cool. Cool. But yeah. that was, I think, the hardest. You know, you asked what was the hardest experience. It was just all these emotional triggers, and you know, people annoyed me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like people. I was fine with the place, you know, the cockroaches, the bad shower, whatever. Yeah, it was what. Well, it 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 is what it is. Um, mm. I didn't have any emotional trigger about this. It was very easy for me to accept. But the people were very difficult for me to accept. Some of the teachers, like a philosophy teacher who was very not willing to have a discussion at all, um, was very frustrating to me. And I was very frustrated with myself because I had this image of myself, maybe an expectation of being the spiritual person, you know, that I'm, oh, I never get angry. Oh, I never, I don't get triggered very much. It's easy for me to accept people. Well, it wasn't. It's mm-hmm. easy. It's easy for me to accept people in Berlin or mm-hmm. in Amsterdam because like in your it's bubble. my life. It's yeah. my bubble. Of, exactly. Yeah. I chose this bubble for myself. I am at a job that I'm happy with, and I chose this job. You know, I live in a city that I also chose to live in, and I moved there. I'm I, um, I'm surrounded, and I'm very very lucky to be surrounded by amazing friends who also are there by choice my choice and their choice yes greetings to you (laughs) and it's just very it was unusual for me to be in a scenario where there might be people i don't like how many people were there you know the reason i i don't get triggered in berlin is not because i'm spiritual it's because i rarely interact with people who don't vibe with me yeah i avoid these interactions there were like 50 people in the school okay wow yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was tough because it was tough. Uh, you know, I have I had my journal. I was journaling every day and you know, half of my journal is just why am I so mean? Like why <laughs> am I such a bitch? <laughs> why does and, the the singing the the chanting lady trigger me so much, yeah. you know? And and I think you were thinking that you could probably find also very spiritual people who would vibe with you, yeah. right? Yeah. I had like zero or close to zero uh, expectations about the material part of the school but I, I did realize when I was there that I had all these expectations of going to a retreat like we went to mm-hmm. a yoga camp last year you know we went to a retreat for one week and we connected yeah. so deeply with the people and we opened up so much because for because I guess we were there all for similar reasons but and I and I had similar expectation with the yoga school that I would meet friends for life kind of mm-hmm. And it was completely different, you know. It was people coming there, very different stages of their life, emotionally and you know, age-wise, and um, for very different reasons, from different backgrounds. And it wasn't easy to connect, actually. And a lot of people were were also triggered. And um, towards the end, I opened up to some of the the women there, and we really had a similar experience we we also felt very uh high school vibe the, you know that they were the girl they were the front rowers they were the second row rower uh, the second rowers there were people like in the front row and mm. they they really had this spot for the whole month and if you wanted to go to the front row you kind of couldn't and they were setting out mats for each other and um yeah now i'm getting back into this memory of being triggered I, I really don't mind this anymore but back at the time it did feel like there were the cool kids and there were the 
medium kids and maybe the not cool kids. I think there were a few of us who had like bullying experiences at school or just very uh, difficult experiences at school with a lot of segregation that were triggered by this. Yeah. But of course, every person individually was very lovely, but the whole dynamic mm. of being back in school was was challenging. I think that yeah. was the most challenging thing, like really facing all those kind of almost demons from the school time yeah. and really realizing I put myself back into this scenario, but I don't have to act the same. I don't have to be this bitter teenager like I used to be when I was 16. But it's really freaking hard to get out of that loop. Yeah. How did you deal with it? Like, how did you get out of it? Or what did you learn from it? I don't know. I don't really think I got out of it, to be honest. <laughs> I think I honest. did get out of it when I was alone. So when yeah. I'm alone, I'm like journaling, doing my thing, feeling very happy, you know, very um, in the moment. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I'm with other people, Yeah, I felt a lot of this desire to complain. Why was it different from the just to to understanding it? Why was it different from the from the retreat? Because I think we are. I was there, like, and and I think we spend a lot of time with people as well. And it was, I don't know why. Could you say that? Why why was it different? Um, I want to say that kind of from my perspective. For me, I felt like I couldn't be. I couldn't open up as much. In the retreat, I felt so accepted. It was kind of the takeaway I got from the retreat that I can be so accepted and as 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 me, like without being perfect, without being this A student, um, and just really deeply acknowledged and accepted by people who I have barely met, you know, known, just met one week ago. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Um, Because I don't think that it's like people are worse or people are better. Of course not. But in the school, I felt like, exactly like in school, like, you know, when you were 16, you were kind of playing roles because you didn't really know who you were. I mean, I still really don't. But I back then, I really had no idea. Hmm. But I felt like there are certain roles, certain masks I can put on to be socially more accepted. Okay, if I want to be with the popular girls, I need to tick these 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 boxes. I need to dress a certain way, have a like certain makeup, um, maybe speak a certain way, text boys. I don't play hockey, yeah. whatever. There, th this yeah. is the, these are the social roles, um, yeah, that I need to put onto myself. Mm. And it was kind of similar in the school. Like I, at least I felt like I had this role. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think also we didn't, yeah, um, in the retreat, we had kind of a leader, like we had a person, uh, a mentor, a facilitator who held the space for us, like yeah. Yasmin and um, Natalie and like a few other facilitators who were holding the space. They, they, it was kind of their um, responsibility in a way to make it safe space for us to open up, right? Yeah. And in yeah. the school, we were thrown into there in in there and there and we were like yeah just do your thing yeah like understood. in the real school like there's no one yeah. who yeah. who's supposed to make it safe for you you have to figure your own way you have to find your circle your company yeah. your people yeah. so yeah. it was i think it was um those two things like my personal feeling of not being 
accepted or understood and no facilitator. Yeah. And probably it's also um, like what I noticed here, at least in, in London, in my, in my school time, it's also this like amount of people. Like if you're with 10, 20 people, it's a lot easier to kind of like get this feeling of safety than if, if there's like 50 people, right? Because yeah. you can't uh, get to know everyone very fast. Yeah. And not everyone wants to open up. That's another yeah. thing, you know, at the retreat, we went there, not for yoga really like we did yoga it was part yeah. of the process it was a tool but really we went to heal maybe in some way yeah get something off our chests maybe learn something new about ourselves and that was not the case at the school like people really didn't re didn't um some some were there to share to open up but not everyone that's also fine like you don't really want to open up to strangers but we had this one exercise i think in the second week in the philosophy class where a philosophy teacher said okay today everyone will come to this chair in the middle and they will share an experience like any experience in your life and i thought and wow, everybody is... listened like 50 people yeah, were listening and every okay. uh, well there were around 30 of us okay because we were in different groups so we yeah. were around 30 of us and it was i thought wow this is beautiful this is like the way to connect uh, and he did come up with these exercises, like once a week or so, we had an exercise, um, which I thought was a nice idea. Actually, I will go back first. I will go back into his first exercise. So I wasn't mm -hmm. fond of the philosophy teacher because he made some very questionable statements, some very anti-scientific uh, statements, even dangerous sometimes. You know, he told a lot about Ayurveda. I had my issues with him, but I'm grateful for this one exercise within the first week where he did a meditation for us where we, we meditated for like 10-15 minutes with our eyes closed and then he said hug yourself and mm. connect to yourself and that was very beautiful and a, some people like started opening up and I heard some people crying but then he went deeper and he said now stand up with your eyes closed and walk around the room and start hugging everyone you bump into without your eyes open so you started hugging these people that you didn't even know who they were and it was very 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 powerful and you know i cried and many people cried mm. and it was very beautiful experience mm, for me but for mm -hmm. others I, st I then i got some feedback from people like wow i was really not ready for this i don't like mm. touching people i don't like hugging people i don't know so in 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 the west we're much more you know considerate of the space like it's you always ask people do you want me to touch you or mm -hmm. do you want me to interact with you and as a facilitator if you hold space you like warn people what would come if you're not comfortable with being touched if you're not comfortable with being seen this way yeah the, we warn you we give a lot of trigger warnings and in india that's not how they handle things you know they're just much more like Good. just do it just do it you know so I guess that's another reason why people didn't open up. And then the, the next week we had this exercise where everyone had to share an experience. And I was, again, willing to open because I think this was my expectation. This was what I was really looking forward to. And I had this idea of um, talking about my depression and my struggles with mental health that I went through. And as my turn was approaching, people were going up there. They were sharing some not so deep things. 
you know, like just about the food they like, about the nice experience they had in a sunset. And I felt, wow, like this is not the crowd that I want to share my deep experience with. So when I went up, I also shared something not so deep. Yeah. So the vulnerability bar was kind of low. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. But then there were a few people in the end that I connected with. But you kind of had to really look for it. Yeah. Um, so reflecting all over the experience, like, um, would you do it again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still trying to integrate this into my life. I think I'm still trying to realize what I learned because the intensity of the experience is so high. Um, you are constantly busy either with mm. your brain learning things or with your physical body doing asana that actually I feel like my nervous system didn't even have the time to really process all these experiences so I'm still processing it now yeah. everything that happened I'm reading over my uh, journaling like why was I triggered so much you know why did the people annoy me why did I have all this anger why did I have, have all this irritation and then there are some beautiful moments as well so I'm still trying to put this you know, into my system, in my brain. Yeah. Um, but I can already feel that, well, first of all, my asana incre like improved incredibly. You know, the amount of things I learned about the human anatomy, the way you put your finger, your toe, how like that one little rotation changes the whole anatomy of your joint or your bone or your knee, whatever. That's amazing. I really appreciate this knowledge. The asana teachers were really incredible. And I feel so confident that when I see now my, my friends or my students doing something that could potentially hurt them, I can really correct them and I can mm -hmm. really help them and in, in this way that they're not going to hurt their body. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I learned um, a bunch about myself, but which I'm still processing. But very importantly, I learned that if you are spiritual, whatever that even means, I, I think it's a very difficult word to use nowadays because it's so linked to like religion or um, if you are kind of evolving in your, in your, maybe you are soul searching and you are thinking of yourself, not just a body and a mind, but something else, like your body, your mind, your spirit, maybe. Yeah. Um, and you're concerned about that and you're trying to be a person with a spirit, spiritual, you, it, it doesn't mean that you have to like everyone. Because I think that's, that's how I felt. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm spiritual, I meditate, I do yoga, I'm so calm, I accept everyone. Well, not really. That really taught me that having triggers and being irritated at people doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I'm not spiritual. Yeah. Just, I'm just yeah. a person. That's really normal. It's really normal to yeah, not like and, things. And I think in real life, in, in many points, we have to set boundaries. And if, if we are nice all the time um, or in, 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 in our like hustly lives, then we get used in the end, right? And we, we become people pleasers. I don't know. And that's what I'm trying to get out of because that's mm. how I was for you know, most of my childhood and teenage mm. years. Exactly. Yeah, and then I also feel the changes being back in Berlin, back back home. I feel 
you know, this month did affect me. I thought it kind of only affected me physically and a little bit mentally. But people around me also noticed that I'm a lot more calm. And yeah. although I do think I'm, I'm a calm person anyway, maybe not calm, but rather accepting. Like mm -hmm. I met uh, my partner and we are in a long distance relationship and we haven't seen each other for so a month, uh, more than a month. And usually after this kind of break, it takes us like three to five days really to get used to each other. And, and there are some rough moments, some rough edges like, oh, I'm not used to being with someone, like not sleeping alone, you know, little things even on the level of just uh, using the kitchen or whatever that, that triggered me. And usually the first like three, five days are the toughest and there are a lot of conflicts that arise and you kind of really have to remind yourself of oh i'm with this person i'm in this relationship and this time <laughs> yeah like i love it <laughs> there must be a reason <laughs> i remember it being good like okay i need to stick around um this time it was very very easy because mm. i felt like the things that usually trigger me don't trigger me that much I'm like well that's mm. the way he does it he likes mm. just like <laughs> this is one thing i'm gonna i hope he doesn't mind uh, i'm gonna share that actually usually really triggers me when we uh, reunite it's when we eat something like we snack on the crisps or nuts mm. i take like one piece and i eat it and then i take the second one and he like takes uh, a bag and just opens his mouth and like pours it into his mouth from the bag like oh my god have you no self-control like um why are you doing this <laughs> and i remember seeing him do this the first day i arrived and i thought well that's the way he enjoys his nuts that's how his the, these nuts make him the happiest in these huge yeah. quantities at once okay like whatever do whatever floats your boat <laughs> yeah yeah so it I think it's the, I think it's the yoga school, so I would yeah. do it again. I would yeah. do it. I would do it again. But um, yeah, like if if I had known this, I would do it, of course. And also, I think I think I will do it again at some point in my life. Yeah. But it's almost like you know, like a psychedelic experience. Um, I'm not promoting psychedelics in any way, but it's an in, like intense experience that really needs time integrating, mm -hmm. and not worth or maybe like not healthy doing one after the other so i wouldn't go i personally wouldn't go to another yoga teacher training in the next year let's say yeah would you um would you um now if you that you know okay this was like a hard experience and there was like 50 people and maybe maybe people triggered you would you say like okay if you would have known this then you would have chosen maybe better I don't know, only 20 people and where you knew that everybody would come with a different topic and you would be deeper? Or would you say, no, this experience was exactly needed for me as it was? Um, or when you also recommend it to other people like me? <laughs> yeah, um, I would choose this experience for myself, for sure. Yeah. I have met people in, well, Rishikesh is not just about yoga schools. It's like a spiritual mm -hmm. center. There are many people who come there who are not doing yoga teacher training because mm -hmm. it's a very holy place in Hinduism. There are many shrines and in general, it's considered like very spiritual um, vortex, like many energies. There are many people who do any kind of um, I don't even know, like esoteric stuff, 
you know there are there are there are uh, tarot readers and astrology and like big advertisement campaigns mm-hmm. about this so you, you're driving you're in a taxi going down the road and instead of uh, those adverts with like um, mortgage or <laughs> or wh- whatever we get uh, in uh, Berlin you see these healers gurus mm-hmm, like yeah. tarot readings all of yeah. that kind of stuff like it's very big there it's a very big industry it's also super capitalized like yeah. this is why I, I guess it's probably as authentic as it can get in a way, but mm. definitely not as authentic as I thought it would be. Um, that's probably another topic, though, of yoga and capitalism. And um, yeah, I spoke to a bunch of different people there who already have done their yoga teacher training in different places, like in Bali, in Goa, um, in Europe, and in Thailand. You can find any experience you know, to your to your liking. Um, so there there were people who did the teacher training in Thailand and they said, Oh wow, yours is so intense. We only had ninety minutes of asana a day and most of ours was like just yin and relaxation and meditation and dancing together and we had this beautiful group and we all connected very deeply and we like almost fell in love with each other. Wow. Mm. So it it's more like a retreat, you know, very beautiful yeah. place. Um very beautiful yeah, like a pool with like instagram uh, vibes yeah. you know everything white people mm. beautiful people people um that's not for me i think um yeah because also as a as a teacher if i'm learning to become a teacher i really kind of want this to be hardcore in a way because i want to learn as much as possible and to bring this knowledge to my students so yeah i think for me it was the experience i was looking for because i i worked on my body i worked on my mind i worked on my emotions it was not easy i wouldn't say it was bad it was intense i think it still is but yeah this is i think the the an amazing takeaway i would say yeah 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 Amazing. Um, thank you, thank you so so much. Do you think we 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 forgot anything? Like anything you you really want to share, or anything you really think is important? Um, well, in terms so- of recommendation, I think that mm-hmm. if you feel like you want to do a yoga teacher training for whatever reason, um, do research the school, you know, and what what kind of what what the intensity would be yeah yeah i think with the uh, in honestly with um this amount of research that i have done which was way too little i think i didn't research enough in the end i was kind of lucky to 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 be in a place where the teachers were amazing you know the the there were many disadvantages as well not because of the school so much, but just because of this very capitalistic structure that mm-hmm. it exists in. So it's just the rule of this capitalistic structure to try to make the most profit. Um, yeah, but the teachers were very amazing. The knowledge was very valuable. Um, so it was kind of luck, I guess. I, w- I, I, I probably, if I do this again, or when I do this again, I will research more, I would say. Yeah. And... Yeah, be careful, I would say also. One thing is that 
I met some uh, people there who had not so great experience as white single women traveling to India to a guru. And there's quite a lot of abuse in, in, in this industry. Mm-hmm. So once again, you know, when you are, when you are researching, try to have a reference, find someone who went there, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't mean like ask in super details that you build a lot of expectations, but uh, also by accident, um, a person we know went to the same school that I went to. And Mm. before I went, you know, she told me, oh, it's great. Like you're going to enjoy it. So she didn't give me any red flags, like any warnings. So that was also great that I had this reference. So yeah, maybe try to find a reference. but be like, be also skeptical. Like, don't let people ruin your experience because they didn't like the food. But just yeah. try to make sure you're going somewhere that's safe. Just be safe. Um, yeah. That's probably it. Well, yeah, and um, I didn't think I would be teaching. I went there just to deepen my own practice practice but i am teaching now and yeah. it was a very interesting realization for me that uh, that came to me in the third week so when people started to prepare for exams they were like stressing out oh my god we have to teach a class exams 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 and i was really calm and yeah. i thought well well i am a teacher already right i'm in this academic structure for almost 10 years now i have taught classes i've taught seminars i have given so many presentations defended thesis you know went to conferences i know how to teach or how to you know transfer my knowledge to other people i have been doing this this is actually part of my job so i was like ah interesting so being a yoga teacher is just teaching a different thing and actually Mm -hmm. teaching is something that i enjoy i enjoy lectures i enjoy giving lectures although sometimes i say i don't but, <laughs> we, but actually we will I see do. in the in the evolution of our discussion uh what what yeah. how your opinion will evolve. Yeah. I love communicating knowledge. I yeah. think I just don't don't like being stuck to a very conservative um structure. one person in the lecture hall with a blackboard mm. structure because I feel mm. intimidated by it. But yeah. I, I do love sharing knowledge, so so I'm actually really happy to start sharing my knowledge and in a way i feel like i've always wanted to do it to like help people somehow and share this and i just didn't have a tool and now i finally have a tool and i'm like wow I'm, i want to apply it everywhere you know i i, I offered a yoga class at my workplace i offered yeah. a yoga class for my friends and family yeah. i offered a yoga class for people i don't know so i <laughs> really <laughs> across the board across the board yeah yeah that amazing. makes me very happy now amazing so I think so if you I, I just question popped into my mind, like what would you tell this like person of yours being being like in the face maybe last um October or November, like when you when you were thinking of doing it, right? Like what were the three things? And I think you already said it, like be safe, be critical, find a reference, um, something like this, or or would you say would you add anything on that? Yeah. Uh research. Be safe. Don't be too critical, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of, um, yeah, um, well, it depends where you go. Mm. You know, do go prepared in terms of things you take with you, medication. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, maybe, but also just, maybe find something that resonates, right? I mean, this, yeah. is, this is a big yeah. 
Yeah, of course. Also, you know, if you really feel like this calling, like you really want to do it, just just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, where can people find you? Um, uh, where's your yoga class? Like, if people are well, <laughs> now that we are advertising, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we could uh, leave a link to my Instagram account. Um, of course. Okay. Yeah, because this is where most of the promotions are happening. This is where I will uh, let people know what's happening in Berlin or online. So, yeah, we will leave this link. Amazing. Maybe we will talk more about this next time because I'm also, you know, just explore exploring the yoga landscape right now. But I'm um, combining my knowledge from neuroscience with my knowledge from yoga. Yeah. This is something I want to offer. To the world right now because um, there are actually a lot of evidence-based you know um, yoga practices that you can really use to deal with stress anxiety mm. and, uh, enhance your concentration and just take care of your mental health yeah and live a good and balanced uh, hustling life like whatever that is repeat Dot. Dot. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much uh, for your time. It was amazing speaking to you. Um, and I'm Likewise, as always. Very, very, very proud of you for um, for this experience. Thank you. Cool. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.